This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and boy, it's been an eventful day. Yeah, uh, afternoon's the, been kind yeah. of picked up the pace. The Steelers, of course, uh, had their game against the uh, the Baltimore Ravens postponed until Sunday. We don't know exactly when that game is going to be played, but we do know that it's going to be played on Sunday. And, of course, uh, lots of moving parts on this whole thing. And before we get into the show too deeply here, Matt, uh, I did want to play back Judy Batista, who, of course, works for the NFL Mm -hmm. Network, uh, used to work for the New York Times, very good reporter, knows what she's doing, very locked in with the the league. She interviewed Dr. Alan Sills, who's the chief medical officer uh, for the NFL, and he he gave a pretty good explanation of why this game was moved. So I wanted to play that for our job than we do. Absolutely. He explains (laughs) this way better than I could. So let's uh, let's hear what uh, what Batista had to say, or what Sills had to say with Batista cool. a little bit ago. When do you think you will know when transmission has ended? And, and for instance, what happens if tomorrow we wake up and there are more positive tests in Baltimore? Well, Judy, we've done a very very deep dive into this situation. We've we've interviewed everyone involved. We looked at all the data. We've also done what's called genomic epidemiology, meaning we've gone in and looked at the exact genome of the virus samples from all the infected individuals. So we feel like we have a really good handle on exactly when transmission occurred and how it occurred. And I think that we feel like we're just a couple of days away from being out of that window of vulnerability for that transmission event. So obviously you have to take each day as it comes and, and look for any new data that may emerge. But right now we, we simply feel like that um, as of tomorrow, we would not have confidence in going forward, but I think we feel we're very close to the end of that transmission event. And at present we're targeting Sunday, uh, absent any new information that would, would change the facts that we have right now. And that was, uh, again, the chief medical officer of the NFL explaining exactly why what happened happened here. Um, I think that lays it out pretty well. They yeah, have right, a, right, they, right. They this have an idea. This isn't just, you know, like you were talking about off the air. It's not just random, you know, throwing stuff at a fan. They, they, they've studied this quite a bit, and there's a science to it of when they think they'll be in the clear. And I know Steeler fans are upset about it. I mean, the only thing I'm upset about is – I like when the Steelers are the only game on, so I don't have to pay attention to other games at the same time. But this doesn't favor the Ravens in any massive way, in my opinion, or any conspiracy theory that anybody wants to come up with. I mean, uh, guys are going to get healthier, and do you really want your favorite team to play against these guys when maybe they're infectious? You know, on on Thursday night? That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I agree, and and so... Um, yeah, they have to, you know, all we've heard throughout this whole process, uh, is, well, you got to trust the science mm-hmm. until it affects, does something that you don't like. You don't like, right. Yeah. You were looking forward to kicking up after Turkey and watching the game. I was too. So what? It's still, they're still going to play it. Yeah. yeah the, right. the game is going to be played. It's, it's going to be played when they deem 
that the, the, the things are safe. The Ravens aren't going to get any of these guys back that go on the COVID list. No, right. And we know that list now, right? Yeah. We, uh, it's, it's the guys who went on earlier in the week. There are going to yeah. be some other guys here announced. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, from what I've heard, it's Calais Campbell mm-hmm. and both of their centers. Yeah, that's a problem. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal, right. Yeah. right. Uh, who had close contact with their center a lot. <laughs> the quarterback. The quarterback. So that could be potentially coming down the line as well here. So, um, you know, here's the other thing. The Steelers held a full practice today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Hayden was still limited at that practice today. Sure. There was a chance that Joe Hayden would not have been available if they play the game tomorrow. Right, if they right, play right. the game Sunday, chance that Joe Hayden is available. Is that true with Juju, too? I didn't see how he practiced Juju was a full participant. Okay. So, but Hayden was still limited. So, yeah, the you know. COVID folks in Baltimore aren't playing no matter what. Um, I'm sure they have a guy like that, too, that was questionable with a, a non-COVID injury that might play or might not now. Um, but still, I, I've heard a lot of complaints about, well, now the Steelers don't get their long week after the after the Thursday. Then you were telling me off the air, you know, Coach Tomlin basically told him, you can not come back until, what, Tuesday or whatever. And I'm sure they were looking forward to that, of course. And they won't get that at this point. But ask some of the older dudes or some of the, or, or some of the guys that are battling injuries, which is probably the whole team at this stage. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's just how football works. Um, do you think Cam, Hayden, Pouncey, Ben are going to mind not playing tomorrow and getting a couple more days to mend their bones and heal whatever wounds they have and get more practice time in for a you know high quality opponent? Right, and and that's the thing. I mean, so you know you have to look at this. From both sides of the, from both perspectives, mm-hmm. moving this game back t- to Sunday is not the worst thing in the world. Canceling no. it all together or postpone, you know, or, or you know, moving it into Week 18 yeah. or any of those kind of things, that's the worst case scenario. That's the worst case scenario. This is a bump in the road, right? I mean, this is nothing. It's just an inconvenience to some of you that wanted to, you know, sit, you know, sip your drink after the the uh, nice big feast, and this interferes with your Thursday events, but. So what? I mean, if it's on Sunday and there's no infectious people on the field as opposed to possibly being some on you know Thursday, so be it. But it doesn't change the matchups. It doesn't change the importance of it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I am as well. And, and so, you know, look, it's again, it's going to be played. Uh, the Ravens aren't getting these guys back. Um, it, their situation is only getting worse as this whole right, thing goes right. on. It's not getting better. Uh, and quite frankly, if they played this game tomorrow and next week at this time, we're sitting here talking about a bunch of Steeler guys who <laughs> tested positive, right, right. Steeler fans will be screaming about that. Exactly. That's, so that's be careful what you wish for. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, what was I going to say on that? So how much do you know? I'm not sure if you know this or not, but I assume until today the Ravens hadn't practiced this week because their facility got yeah, shut they down. still haven't had a practice they still haven't had a practice and they'll at least get some sort of practice in before Sunday but not it still hurts them I mean this whole situation still has hurt their prep time and their ability to get on the fields right and again they're gonna be these, these the guys who went on on this list aren't coming back for this game. No, no, no. I mean, it takes ten days. It takes to, if you tested positive, you have to. You're at least on there for ten full days. Right. That's not because you were near someone that tested positive. Yeah. If you tested positive. If you were part of the contact tracing, you're out at least five days. Mm-hmm. So guys who test who are in contact tracing today, uh, and they haven't announced any new contact tracing, like they're not getting out of this. Like, oh, hey, by the way, yeah, you can come back and play. These, I mean, this is a 
bad situation for them. And then they play on Thursday again. You know, they don't right, yeah. And, no, by the West, way, right. they got to come back and play next Thursday against the Cowboys. Right, right, who are actually playing better, by yeah. the way. Right. No, they're in a bind. I mean, <laughs> things haven't gone as planned for the Ravens. I mean, everyone looks at things through the Steelers' lens, but uh, I bet the Ravens aren't – you know, thrilled with their their station in life right now either. I mean, they're in a, a rough situation and kind of a must-win game against an undefeated team, you know, and you got all this you're dealing with. Yeah, oh, by the way. Yeah, oh, by the way. Yeah. And job number one, here's the win. Yeah, I, I – I, I, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not losing any sleep over this. This isn't the first time this happened. Obviously, mm-hmm. earlier in the year when the, when the Titans uh, – when this happened with the Titans, I was a little more ticked off about that one because they – they went against the rules right, and, and right, held, right. you know, illegal practices and all those kind of things. You had hurt the Steelers more than this. Absolutely. Yeah. Any, you, I mean, you, you made them take their bye that week and mm-hmm. then, and then you know, moved the other two games around. So you had to play the Titans and Ravens back to back weeks, which is basically essentially what the, what the Ravens are doing here. They just play the Titans. And now they got to play the Steelers. Right. So right. fair turnabout's fair play here. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is going to happen to teams. Um, you know, you sh- uh, Steeler fans should be happy. It's not their team, right? I and mean, the they, best way for that not to happen is for this game not to happen, right? <laughs> Absolutely, right. You don't want it to be your turn. Uh, Steelers have had a lot of things bounce their way this year, but if they played this game on Thursday, that might screw the whole thing up. Yeah, and and that's the main thing here. Uh, so, but we're going to take an early break here because we're going to get uh, be joined by Bob Labriola oh, yeah, of uh, Steelers Digest uh, in, in Steelers.com in the next segment. So, I wanted to give us a little bit of extra time to talk to Bob. So, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take that break. We'll be back with Bob right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. And we are back. Uh, I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and uh, we have a guy on the line who is hard to handle, and that would be Bob Labriola of uh, Steelers.com and Steelers Digest. Uh, Bob, anything happening today? I thought you were going to introduce me as the guy who's honked off uh, about (laughs) the Steelers getting the short end of another uh, COVID-19 decision through no fault of their own. Yeah. That would be accurate. I, I, I get that. Uh, anguish and, and and certainly understand it. Um, I, I don't know if you got a chance to see uh, Dr. Alan Sills on with uh, Judy Batista on the NFL Network. She tweeted out the, the, the portion of the interview where he talked about how um, the reason the game was moved was because the, the Ravens are A, still testing positive, and they broke down, I guess they, they went in and broke down the geome of this particular uh, strain of it and dis- and figured out that uh, they needed another one or two days before they're sure that they're out of the woods with this. So did he explain the difference between this and what they did to the 49ers? That was the difference is that they, they went, they, they looked at this particular app, but you have to look at these things uh, case by case. And in this case, they figured out that they knew that by looking at the geome, they were able to figure out when the infection occurred, where it occurred and why it occurred and that they still needed two more days at least before they're out of the woods with this one. That wasn't the case, apparently, with the 49ers. (laughs) Okay, sure, whatever. (laughs) You don't sound thrilled with the whole turn of events. 
I, I don't think – I think that there are teams that get these kinds of decisions and teams that don't. That's what I think. And Steve Bisciotti is the guy who gets these kinds of decisions. Well, I don't, I don't know how this helps the Ravens, to be quite get frank. Get their players back. Who? Who are they, they going to get back? Anybody who went on that COVID list or is going on that COVID list this week who tested positive will not be back for that game on Sunday. Can't be. What about be. Brandon Williams? He's on the. Uh, he's on the. He was hurt. He was a close contact. He, he went a, on Monday. Okay, but he's, he was still injured. And went on Monday. He played that Sunday. So the close contact guys have a chance, right? They have a. There's an opportunity there. He's the only one though that was a close contact okay. who went on a Monday who would have an opportunity. Calais Campbell's apparently going to go on this list today. He ain't playing in this game. Both of their centers aren't playing in this game. Those are the guys that are going to go on today. Hey, you know whatever. Um, I, I told you what I think, um, and uh, you're not going to convince me any other way. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I just don't know how this necessarily helps them. They're not getting the running backs back. They're going to have other guys. And I'll say this, and I said this to Matt, what player had the most contact with both of those centers? Who was, the guy who, was, who was the guy who was sticking his hands between their legs the entire game on Sunday or, you know, or handling the ball, having the ball touched by them and then snapped directly to him? That would be their, their quarterback. So there's a potential there that he gets sat down this week. Want to bet a nickel he doesn't? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I'm with you. I, I don't know that, that that's necessarily the case, but that's certainly got to be a concern here for the, for, for the league and for the Ravens. Again, um, you're 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 way you're way more pure of heart than me. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't believe that every decision that is made, just like every call in every game, isn't made um, pure of heart. I just don't. Do you think the Steelers are disappointed about not getting the long stretch? After the Thursday game, you know, like Dale was mentioning before. Forget about them. How about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you don't have to be up till two in the morning Thursday night. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and how could you not be mm-hmm. disappointed? Seriously, I mean, um, you it's know, twice it's, now it's, it's affected your home life and you know time off. Well, I mean, uh, beyond that, I mean, I'm not talking about like a turkey dinner or anything. I mm-hmm. mean, that I, th- I think NFL players have, you know, come long ago, come to grips with that. But you know, to me, if this is if this was such a uh, egregious situation, seriously, they couldn't figure it out until one o'clock today. No, I, I hear you on that, and and, uh, and believe me, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because. Um, there, again, I mean, I, I just, uh, it's, it's, ah, never mind. I'm, I'm going to quit talking about it. I told you what I think. Um, and that's, I'm, I'm done talking about it. I mean, in terms of, um, you know, because you're not going to convince me of your position and I don't think I'm going to convince you of yours. And so, um, you know, we'll agree to disagree or whatever. And, uh, I, I have a much uh, more cynical view of a lot of things because I also don't believe for a minute that NBC, uh, as well as Dr. Sills or whoever else, had a voice in this. And if anyone thinks that they didn't, 
with that money that was involved or you know what was what what happened um about that i mean how is how how did nbc get a make good well they put the game I guarantee on guarantee you they did they put the game on nbc on a sunday that's part that's part of the make good well yeah you think one fifteen on a Sunday afternoon is the same kind of TV? Oh, there's there. It's not, but there's night. no way that they could do that. I mean, unless they were going to slide that game out of uh, the, the the Packers Bears game out of the night game that night, there was no way to make that good with NBC unless they wanted to put it on Saturday night, and, and you know that's no Again, good either. I'm, I'm, well, or there's some rebates or whatever. There's other things. It, it doesn't have to just be a um, a uh, you know the telecast has to be a and even I mean, you can you can make things good in other ways. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, my question um, is going to be: is, is is this broadcast going to be national on NBC? I would imagine. Uh, I would imagine yeah, I mean, that. I would imagine that it is. Because I, I know a lot is. of Steeler fans were were concerned about. Well, I'm not going to be able to see the game now. Well, since it's on NBC, maybe you will. And then, okay, here's another one: What's NB, uh, what CBS have to say about that? And Fox. Because they're given certain things and areas of the country that their telecasts are going to be seen on a Sunday for what they pay for. Correct, and that's what I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, so, I, again, this is this is it way beyond revenue, my pay right? grade, I and mean, it you know, it's hurts the NFL's revenue. There's no doubt. Yeah, right. clearly. Um, so, I, you know, the fact that they moved the game, uh, you know, again. They're not doing this, in, in my eyes, they're not doing this as a favor to the Ravens if they're going to cost themselves revenue. I think Bob disagrees with you. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you that, you know, you, you deserve credit for looking at this totally pure of heart. I do not. <laughs> just, like, just like those holding penalties, you know, later in a game, uh, for the team that's up and trying to run out the clock are not keep the game close calls. You're going to try and tell me that. Did you happen to see the Colts game when they were trying to close out yes, the game? Yes, I did. Yeah, that was insane. What they call eight in a row? <laughs> it was like a million in a row. After. I think I, it was close. Bob, was I, close. I actually um, I asked Burt Loughton after last year's Hall of Fame vote how many holding penalties Alan Fanica had in his career, and I think it was two. Imagine if he was playing today. And in that game, uh, Quentin Nelson, who's who's considered, oh, he's the best guy in the league. He's the best, you know, he's surefire Hall of Famer. What was he voted? Third best player in the NFL or something like that. He had three on that one possession. I mean. <laughs> um, you know, and you can call holding any play. I mean, seriously, I, I get it. Um, but that because then it comes down to, um, you know, what are they going to call? What are they going to give you? It's like challenges. Replay challenges has nothing to do with, um, you know, did he, did this and did that, and when he had the ball and went down and did he, did he, did he, did he, did he. Okay, now what are they going to give you? Right. Are they going to say that it's definitive? Are they going to slow it down more and say that it's not? Uh, you know, I, again, it's um, a lot of it is arbitrary, and. Um, you know, as I said, this is the second time that this particular franchise has gotten the short end of a COVID decision through no fault of its own. That I'm comfortable with as a fact. 
No, and I, I completely agree with you on that. And I looked, as I said in our, in our first segment, I looked at the Titans situation as being far different from this one because the Titans then, after they were told not to, uh, not, were to be, rules. not to be around each other, then broke the rules. They had those illegal practices after the fact, in which case I thought that the NFL should have come down much harder on them in I'm that situation. So we, know, so, we, so we know the Ravens did nothing wrong? We don't, but I'm, I'm not going to assume that they did either because okay. this is a virus. But we don't, we don't, we don't know. This could just as easily happen to the Steelers next week or two weeks from now. It could happen to any team. Sure. Sure. It could. It hasn't. It could. Back to your holding conversation. Let's take this on the field a little more. It, it, I'm not saying this is a conspiracy theory against the Steelers, but the, it, the lack of holding calls in this league this year is mind-boggling to me, and I know why they do it, because you could throw one every play, like you said, and the defensive linemen are better than the offensive linemen, and people like points. But I do believe them not throwing flags as much as they should, I'll just be nice, hurts the Steelers more than any team in the league. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, um, but, you know, my, my point, though, is more, not so much, see, to me at least that is, a season-long thing. True. It started at the beginning, and they're still doing it. Okay, uh, because the the things that bother me are like, you know, the Jesse James play wasn't a catch, and then six weeks later the Eagles win a Super Bowl with four plays exactly like that, and they're all ruled catches. Mm. The lack of consistency. Yes, it's yeah, arbitrary. Yeah. That's mm. that to me is lack of consistency. To me is. Um, uh, the definition of what arbitrary is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, you know, the, these are the kinds of things that, uh, you know, and the keep the game close calls, in my mind, and, and I've, you know, you watch these, if you know, and it's not just the Steelers, I'm not saying that that just happens to the Steelers, because I'm not. I mean, I watch a lot of football games, and you will see if there's a team that's, say, up 10, and um, and again, if if you, you slow it down and they call the number and you watch the guy, sure he was holding, or sure it could have been called holding. But why wasn't it called five times earlier when he was doing the same thing? Because it wasn't a, you know, if one team is starting to assert itself over another by running the ball, just kill, you know, the last six minutes of the game or last eight minutes of the game, or um, I forget which game it was, the Steelers uh, ran like a, a nine minute or eight minutes off the clock in the fourth quarter, and then bend through the pick in the end zone. Um, what help me out? What game was that? They're all coming together to me. Denver last year? No, no, that was this year. This year, um, picking the end zone in the fourth quarter. Yes, he he threw an interception um, because the drive ended, except for because it was one of those things. Um, okay, well, I'll keep talking. Well, he's only he's only thrown five, and and three of them were in that game against the Titans, and I don't think any of them were that one, were they? Um. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> but what 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 the league doesn't want, I don't believe, is is for uh, things to get away from um, the Tennessee game. One of his three picks in the Tennessee game came when the Steelers ran off like a nine Oh, yeah, drive. You're, you're right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. you're right. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, but anyway, and, and the officials won't allow. See, and the, the reason that that was different was there was a lot of passing. But if a team is just able to turn around, hand off the ball, and run it, run it, run it, run it right down the field, eat up nine minutes of the clock in a game that might be a, you know, say a 10 to 13 point spread, guarantee you there's going to be a holding penalty. And probably on second down to make it third and long to force you to throw. And if you convert it, okay, that's fine. And if you don't, then you got a punt. And then the other team gets the ball, and now we're back in the game. Nobody's clicking off the TV. So, uh, as I said, I'm not saying that it's not a penalty, because we've talked about this. You can call them on any and every down, mm-hmm. but why are they calling it then when they didn't earlier or later? I know it's getting That's certainly getting frustrating for T.J. Watt, who I, I swear if I, if I see him uh, look at the officials with his hands raised in the air once in a game, I see it 100 times. Um, just getting tackled play after play after play. Uh, That's why th- it just completely negates the Steelers' pass rush because they have more of an advantage than anybody in terms of you know yes. uh, their advantage over the people trying to block them. So uh, you know, again, um, that's my my complaint is the arbitrary nature of it, uh, and you know all of the. Um, You can explain anything away, Dale. <laughs> you can. I'm not that good, no, Bob. I'm not, and I'm not calling <laughs> Dr. Sills a liar either. I am not. because I And I believe in the science. I'm one of the people. I wear my mask. I do all of that stuff socially distanced. I get it. Um, but I just wonder, again, why some teams so far this year, and this is historically historical fact, some teams have had to suck it up and play a game with practice squad people, and other teams have not. The one that stands out to me is the Patriots getting a pass when Cam had it. Like, that one didn't jive with the rest of the way the league has gone. In this the week. only thing I'll say about that one is, is he tested positive on a Saturday. Okay. So, you, you know, you were supposed to play the next day in Kansas City. I kind of get that. Okay. Like, they, you had no time at all to... to you know, do the contact tracing and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, you're going to, you know, put that team on a plane across the country and then say, okay, guys, go out and play. And, oh, by the way, maybe half your team tests positive on Monday because again, we put them on a plane. Again, what I'm saying is it, it's not that it's untrue. It's not that, you know, like you said, you get that. You can see why they did it, okay? But why didn't they, you know what I mean? Why this time and not that time? No, I hear what you're saying. And the Steelers yeah. just put out a uh, – Burt Loughton just put out a tweet that the Steelers will not be permitted uh, to have their full complement of fans, the 12,000 in the st- – 14,000, whatever it was, in the stadium. Uh, the new rules go into effect tomorrow, and they'll be limited to 2,500 fa- people in the stadium. Oh, wow. And, and, and that's total people. That's total people. Not that, fans. That's me, you, the guy right. uh, the, you know, sweeping up after the game. Yeah. So anybody, any fans – any fans who wanted to go, I believe now, and this is my belief, they won't be able to go because that's going to be friends and family of the players. We'll eat up all of that, whatever, you know, minus, you know, the staff and all of that stuff, uh, workers, TV people, broadcast, you know, all that stuff, minus, um, minus that from 2,500. Um, the, the number you get 
is going to be friends and family, I believe. Yeah, it doesn't leave many. Yeah, you're probably right, right, it doesn't leave many. Right. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And that's I'm unfortunate, sure. too. Crowd noise I, thing. I, just, and I feel bad for those people who, um, if they wanted to go, and again, that's a personal choice that they made, if they wanted to go and wear their masks and be in the pods and all that stuff, um, and we're told that they were allowed, um, and now they're not. Yeah. So, Dale, is that a Pennsylvania decision then? Like that the is Eagles a Pen- operating yes. the same thing? Okay. That's a Pennsylvania decision that, uh, well, you know. So be it. So yeah. be it. Uh, but uh, I don't know what the difference is between Thursday and Sunday uh, in the grand scheme of things, but there it is. Um, so the Steelers will not have uh, the full complement of fans in the stadium. So we don't the think game that would have been true if they played tomorrow. Oh, it definitely wouldn't have been true. The, okay. the, the, the rule goes into effect on Friday. Gotcha. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We didn't talk about any football. Or yeah. <laughs> let's. Well, we kind of did with the holding penalty stuff, didn't we? A little bit. So, how much I'm does this still, game scare I'm, you, though, Bob? I mean, I look at the Ravens like they are a shell of what I expected. I don't know that they're ready to turn the corner and flip the switch, but I know they're dangerous as can be, backed into a corner and desperate. Sure. Um, and. Uh, and to me, you know, my complaint about this isn't so much even losing this game to the Ravens. Um, well, you know, I admit to hating the Ravens. Uh, you hate to lose to a team that you hate. Um, but, you know, the game itself, the outcome of the game itself isn't as significant to me as the taking away of the time to rest and heal for another a second time. Because mm-hmm. you didn't get a real bye to begin with, and it was very early, right. you know, unscheduled. Right. Because you practiced through Thursday already before they did the bye. Right, 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 right. You okay. beat up your body now for this a week, right. this week, they were already off the field the day before a game. Yeah. Now you were saying. Just to play um, devil's advocate on that, though, if you asked some of the old Steelers, old's the wrong word, but Ben, Hayden, Cam, Pouncey, that I'm sure are dealing with things. Do you think they're happy about the rest on the front end? And would they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but now we'll feel a little better when we do strap it up against the Ravens. Um, but you're still, you still got to put your body through a war. And I don't know, you know, looking at the injury report or the practice report from today, Cam wasn't on it. Um, Hayden was just a limited participant. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking all the um, players. You know, well, been, no, but what yeah. I mean though is, would he have played? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, maybe he feels kind of like he can. Um, but then maybe it's, it's worse on the other end. Right. I don't right, know. Right, right. And I'm no doctor. And I'm. This is again. I'm just guessing here. We're just playing. I, I want to keep saying that. So. No one who's listening to this thinks that I know something because I don't. Um, not about this in particular. And there are those who will claim that I don't know a lot about a lot of things. Um, but, uh, you know, again, I, I just, the, the fairness factor, and I understand, again, you know, when you're dealing with a season and, and a pandemic and a virus and all that stuff, there are going to be things that you have to adjust to and light on your feet and thoughtfully non-rhythmic to 
quote as many Talmudisms as I can think of here <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, but I also think that, you know, one of the things that Mike Tomlin said from the very beginning about dealing with this, well, everybody's going to have to deal with it, and so in that sense, it's fair. But in just our conversations here so far, the administration of this has not been the same for everybody. No, I think that's true. No, there's no doubt about that. And, and Okay, so then it's not fair. I don't know that you can talk fair and what's not fair, though, in a virus. It's not, I mean, is, is it... It should be the same is it, for everyone. Is it necessarily fair, then, that, um, you know, I live, I live in Washington. Uh, if I drive 20 miles to the, to the west, I can go get a haircut with no problem where I could go in and sit down at the counter in a, in a, in a restaurant and have, have dinner, but I can't do it in Pennsylvania. In your neighborhood, yeah. That's different, because what we're talking about is an enclosed industry, the NFL. What would not be fair is if they would say to restaurants, okay, you're on the left side of the street, you're not allowed to be open, but the ones on the right side of the street you're allowed to be open. Now, I get your point about there's 32 teams, there's one governing body. You can treat all those teams exactly the same. Or at least have consistency in your decision-making. Mm-hmm. You don't have to treat them all the same. Have consistency in your decision-making. And again, um, what we've just talked about, and I brought up the Steelers, somebody brought one of you two brought up New England, we talked about the 49ers, Tennessee. It's different. It is. Yeah. And, and so there's obviously some luck the, involved, too, that the Steelers have ran into two infected teams. Okay. I mean, and we can, all, we, can all, we can use all kinds of different words. We can use luck. We can use favoritism. We can use whatever. I mean, and none of us really know what the truly accurate word is. Mm-hmm. But I think we can all agree even with Dr. Lawley there, uh, <laughs> esteemed epidemiologist, that um, this has not been a- applied fairly to this point in this season. And um, can there, should there, could there have been anything else done? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not smart enough and I'm not in those meetings or at that level to have that kind of information to know the answers to that. But what I'm saying is, when you're looking at it from the outside, uh, I think sometimes it's hard to swallow that, um, you know, this is done or has been done uh, and the Ravens are totally clear, clean. You know, they're just victims of circumstance. Uh, and I'm not arguing that one way or the other, but I will say that I, I do believe in, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, if the if the league comes down hard on them, and Roger Goodell doesn't. Roger Goodell doesn't. And how many how many examples of that do you want me to list? <laughs> how about the Steelers quarterback? Innocent until proven guilty. I hear you, I, 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 Bob. I'm not arguing any of this with you. I just think that until we know all the facts, that, that I mean, to play that game tomorrow would have been. Uh, it just it would, it would have been reckless. There's no way that you can can argue that it wouldn't have been. Again, if the Steelers come, if they play that game tomorrow, and five or six Steelers end up on the COVID list next week because of it, we're having a, we're having this conversation again next week. 
and what the steel, you know, why, why did they play this game? Okay. Why did they wait till? I mean, was there a difference? I think that I, I think they got the epidemiology back and and the studies back on this, and they decided not to play. Okay, your show, your opinion. <laughs> Seriously, I you know, and I don't know that you're not right, but I I, I just to me it doesn't pass the stink test. Uh, and I agree, there there are the the league's arbitrary process in all of this if they made these things much more uh, transparent, would be most helpful for, for everybody. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust what, what Dr. Sill said to Judy Batista, that that is what happened here, and that's what's happening here. Uh, that's all I have to go on. Okay. So, I, I don't know. I'm over here thinking, no Yonda, no Stanley, your next best lineman, Brown, has to move from right tackle to left where he's less comfortable. You're both your centers are out. Things are looking good up front for the uh, the Steelers' big men in this game. And, and your top two running backs. And when your top two running backs. I'm just talking about Again, dominating uh, the scrimmage. Which, I, which nothing I, has to do with the game time. I'm just talking about football. I'm talking about the cumulative effect on the bodies of the players. No, I definitely is, I, when, I hear you with all when that. Is, when, is yeah. that, when is that taken into consideration, or is it not? I, I definitely hear you. I mean, but they, they play Thursdays. I'd say Thursday football wouldn't exist if they really cared about that. Right. But that's – I mean, they – But when you play Thursday, though, then you get the – well, it, I, I know what it's being called, the mini-buy, mm-hmm. but you get a longer break around the other end. Um. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, two times now, looking down the barrel at a at a break, it was taken away. No, I hear you. I, mean, I, I completely understand it, Bob. And, and and my argument with people like who want the Ravens to forfeit this game. Well, if that happens, or if they po- if they cancel the game, now all of a sudden they go to eight teams in the playoffs. And the Steelers don't get a bye. And the Ravens probably get in. And the Ravens probably get in. So, I mean, yeah, there are different ways to look at this all. I'm, I, again, I, I think the league, if there's a, if there, again, with the criticism beyond the transparency factor, factor um, the league could be much more consistent across the board with this stuff and, and, and not let, make it look like they're flying by the seat of their pants. They had six months to handle this while watching baseball and hockey in the NBA deal with this. And they came out, and this was the plan that they came out with, changing the uh, potentially changing the possible playoffs uh, system yeah, in the middle of the fly. season, right, right. Uh, potentially adding an 18th week of this. Like, they had to know before this whole season started that these kind of situations would arise, that there could be the postponement of games, and yet all the only thing that we got was, well, we're going to move these games here and take away this bye week. Why not just build that, that those extra weeks into the season and be done with it? You know, and, and, and I also, let me say this, I also understand and am willing to accept that um, as a virus, as a disease, you know, and as the uh, medical science is learning more about this, et cetera, that, you know, what you know about this or what you thought you knew about this in April, maybe when they were having these meetings, and what you know about it now are totally different. Oh, no doubt. And so, yeah. and, and so rather than trying to, you know, come up with some policy 
on May 1st and make it apply on November 1st, I agree and understand with, okay, we kind of got to adapt on the fly here. And I get all that stuff. I do. Um, but it just doesn't seem to me that it's being applied uniformly. And, whatever and, the policy is. And therein is, lies the rub. I mean, again, it goes back to the transparency. Yes. It goes back to, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Um, and I think... If plus, they, it's the Ravens that are getting a break. The, that really is a burr under my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of gotten that idea here. I, I admit <laughs> it. I admit it. Um, because I just... Um, I don't know. I just, I just think that they seem to be on the good side of too many of these kinds of things. Well, Bob, with that, we will, we'll let you go. We've taken up enough of your time already. I'm sure you've got uh, <laughs> plenty to do here. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your opinion always. And, I know, and, I, and I, I have fun doing this. I, I, <laughs> I, no, I'm serious. I, I, I mean that. I, I, uh, I, I, I enjoy this 420, um, you know, going back and forth with you guys. Uh, it's fun talking football. Absolutely. You know, this time you're wrong. Next, next, week, <laughs> next week we'll be able to actually go back and talk some football next week. We'll be oh, talking about oh, the, the the Washington oh, football team, of all things. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you back to you again next week, Bob. Talking Have about a Washington PA football team, are you? Uh, no, I am not. <laughs> okay. But uh, we did want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, Bob. Uh, won't get to see you now on Thanksgiving, which is, you know, ruins yeah. my day. But, you <laughs> know. <so> fun day. <laughs> Enjoy right, the games tomorrow good. that will be played, and uh, I'll see you on Sunday, Bob. All right, take care. That was uh, Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest at Steelers.com. I'm Dale Lolly. He's what Matt really Williamson. Think, Bob? Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back uh, right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with uh, Matt Williamson, and we'll make this a quick segment since we kept Bob a little yeah, extra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this isn't the only COVID news today. Oh, is there more? Yeah, DeForest Buckter. Oh, I did see goes that on the COVID nineteen list for the uh, Colts right before they play the Titans, yeah, and they could use him. Too, That's right. a huge game in in the uh, AFC South. So he'll be out no matter what. Then huh? right, yeah. I mean, at this stage of the week, yeah, he's he's not playing. And the Browns placed uh, Sione Attacky Tacky on the COVID nineteen mm-hmm. list, and he's been okay for them. Yeah, I mean, he had, position big, of he had a big uh, return for a, t- a touchdown for them last week against the Eagles. That well, you could say it was the difference in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they closed the facility too, so they're going to be without a day of practice. I, I imagine as well, at least. Yeah, so, I mean, this is hardly, the, the the Steelers have hardly been the only team that's been affected by this. It is interesting, though, that Buckner goes on right before he plays the Titans. You want to talk about a team that's really benefited from this whole thing? Yeah, it's Tennessee. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I hadn't yeah. thought about it from that angle. I mean. They've gotten a few bounces their way, considering they're probably the worst culprit of everyone in the league. Absolutely. So far, right? I mean, they had 23 people go on the COVID list that and, week. And it really didn't hurt them in terms of who saw the field and who didn't type yeah. of deal. Wow. Yeah, not having Buckner is gigantic for that. That's huge. I mean, he's the center of their defense. That'd be like the Steelers not having Cam Hayward. Yeah, right. Except they don't have another Cam Hayward. They don't have another one like him. I mean, he's really, he's not Aaron Donald-like, but he's the straw that stirs the drink in that manner. Absolutely. Where makes everybody else around him and stands out. And oh, by the way, you're playing Derrick Henry. Right. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Yeah, that too. 
Um, Huge game. Yeah, those guys a, are tied to top of the first place. Yeah, it's a big, big game. And of course, the Colts won the first one. So if the Colts was, could somehow figure out a way to win this game, it really hurt. The they game. would have the. They would pretty much have the division almost locked up. Well, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Unless they really stumbled, but it's almost like a two. That's basically a two game lead. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, one game win, win which one. is kind of the situation the Steelers are in right now. If they can beat the Ravens on Sunday, that game's going to be now played as we know at one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Ravens are done in the division. In the division, they can't, they can't win a division. Right. I just heard today, which didn't shock me, but I was still startling considering it's Thanksgiving. When I thought this game was played on Thanksgiving, Steelers win this; they're in the playoffs. No, no, no. They if they they need to win and have both Oakland and it was Cleveland, o- Oakland and Oakland and Miami lose. Oh, okay, and so then they they, 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 they clinch. Yeah, they have a magic number though, huh? But Oakland plays. Uh, well, first of all, Miami plays the Jets, so it's not going to happen this week. Okay. So they would need both of those. They need both of those teams to lose. But okay. again, getting to eleven wins, you're probably in. I mean, I know they're probably in no yeah. matter what, but I didn't realize it was mathematically you're already in. Yeah, that that's that, their that that's their path to to get into the into the playoffs mm-hmm. will be a a win on Sunday against the and then a loss by Oakland and and Miami. Gotcha. Okay. Even if Bel- even if the Ravens win this game, I, I mean, it's a super long shot for them to win the North. Yeah, they. I mean, I mean and if they, they, you know, they know, most is a moot comment anyway. But yeah. I, if they lose it, it's just essentially the Steelers would have to lose four of their last five. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And they play the right. Bengals in right. Washington. I mean, they're <laughs> bobble like this. So what the Ravens need to do is win the game, infect all the Steelers, <laughs> right? And then, and yeah. Then you got a Again, that's what you don't want to happen if you're a Steelers right. that's fan. The worst thing. That's me. the worst thing. That's the one thing that could derail this whole season. We've talked about right. this. That's why this this ten and zero record right now. It's a little fragile. It, it's fragile, but it's also impressive given given this the situation happening. Like if they go unbeaten this season. Mm-hmm. I've seen things that say, well, this season has, should have an asterisk on it. No, it shouldn't. And if, the, if, if there is an asterisk on it, it should be, by, wow, this is really impressive. There's more obstacles. There's more than obstacles, usual. yeah. Right, right, you're not right, just right. dealing with injuries, you're dealing with a virus. Yeah, Shula's undefeated Dolphins didn't have these obstacles. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? You didn't have guys, you know, losing guys left, you know, your quarterback not being able to practice all week, or mm-hmm. you're, you're blocking tight end. Like, you've navigated a pretty ridiculous uh, terrain to get to this yeah, point. Yeah, there's a lot of landmines. And if you don't step on any of them, that's pretty crazy. And, oh, by the way, there's not like any threats went away because of it. I mean, still people still break their legs and blow out their Absolutely, ACLs yeah. And, we know, we see that every problems. weekend. Right, right, yeah. right. right you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. But uh, let's take another break. When we come back, okay. we'll do the Fantasy Football Focus. Uh, it is Wednesday, so we'll look around the league at the practice reports. We'll do that right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. And, uh, well, there's some a lot of interesting injury news out yeah, there. And, as we mentioned, uh, uh, Calais Campbell, Matt Skura, Patrick McCurry, uh all going to the COVID list for the Ravens. 
That's their, uh, Makari started at center for them last week Doesn't over sound Skura. Like a big name, but right. Yeah. Mean, they're looking for guys. They you know, benched Skura because he was having some snap issues and went to Makari, and now they get it. They're not going to have either one of them. Yeah. I have a betting theory that if your number one center is out, I think I want to bet against you. Whatever the spread is, you know, whatever it is. I just think it's such an important position, and now you're on your third string guy. Yeah, you know, like, you're on your third string guy, and you're losing Calais Campbell. I, you know, that's the thing with. Okay, so maybe the Ravens get back uh, Brandon Williams for the for this game because mm-hmm. he was he was a, cl- a contact thing on Monday that went on. He's not going to be on the field because the Steelers yeah. are going to spread him out and throw. They're, no, Steelers They're not going to play their nose tackle. He doesn't right, rush right, the passer. Right, right, right. Calais Campbell does. He's not going to be out. Yeah, there. right. Calais Campbell's their pass rusher. And he's not going to play. Campbell be out than yeah. Williams. Uh, Sammy Watkins with the calf and hamstring practiced in full on Wednesday for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Well, I, mean, I guess he's they could use somebody him. to think about. Right. Uh, they, of course, play the uh, they play the Buccaneers on Sunday. That's a big game now suddenly in the AFC playoff it's race. It's a huge game. It's a big game in the NFC playoff race, too. More so, yeah. Yeah. Well, it affects the Steelers, though. Uh, I mentioned uh, uh, Tacky Tacky going on the reserve COVID list for the Browns. Uh, looking at tomorrow's games, uh, Danny Amendola is out for Week 12 for the Lions. Uh, DeAndre Swift with a concussion is questionable in Week 12 against the Texans. He returned to practice on Tuesday. Looks like a game-time call. It probably has to pass through the uh, last part of concussion uh, protocol. Uh, that would be the uh, after working, uh, having a, a, a practice um seeing if you're capable of getting out there. If I'm the Lions, I probably err on the side of caution in that one and don't play them. But we'll see. I mean, getting cleared from the concussion uh, is uh, is the first step there. Uh, the interesting note there is, though, is on Johnson played 70% of the snaps for the Lions last week with Swift out. So if, uh, if, if Swift is back, uh, look for him to return to potentially a, a full-time or full-time-ish role with on Johnson's role being uh, – much less than 70%. Uh, Kenny Galladay also out with a hip injury against the, for that game against the Texans. The Lions are going to get smoked in this game uh, against the Texans. Um, looking at some uh, further injuries here, uh, Teddy Bridgewater with the knee practiced in full on Wednesday for the Panthers, and uh, Coach Matt Rule said he expects Bridgewater to be out there against the Vikings, so they'll go back uh, from uh, P.J. Walker back to Bridgewater this will be his first start against the Vikings, who, of course, drafted him in the first round. Uh, Carolina did rule out, however, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Rule said that he's not expecting Christian McCaffrey to play in Week 12 against the Vikings. Uh, another one of the uh, the Thursday game guys to keep an eye on, Terry McLaurin, who's, of course, the uh, number one receiver for the Washington football team. He was limited in practice on uh, with an ankle injury this week, uh, but should be able to go. Uh, make sure you uh, check that, though, before you lock him in. Uh, he should have a, fo- a good football game against the Cowboys, who uh, are just kind of bad defensively. Uh, Miles Gaskin returned to practice on Wednesday. He's uh, on still on IR, hasn't been activated yet, uh, so keep an eye on that situation. They could activate him on uh, on Sunday before they play, but uh, he's a running back coming back off of a knee injury. Um, probably needs some time to get reacclimated to everything. This just starts the 21-day window for him, but... The guy who has replaced him, Salvon Ahmed, uh, has a shoulder issue and did not play last week or did not practice today. Um, he got 85% of the snaps in place of Gaskin uh, last week, um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Austin Ekelar, uh, his 21-day window has started as well. 
Uh, he's dealing with that severe hamstring injury. Keep an eye on that. Again, uh, running back coming back off of a leg injury uh, may not be activated just yet, uh, but so keep an eye on whether that happens uh, with him. Uh, some good news for David Montgomery owners. This, of course, the, uh, the night game on Sunday. Uh, the, the Chicago Bears running back has cleared concussion protocol, said he expects to a return this week. And uh, he, he was the uh, bell cow for them, uh, averaging 18 touches per game before going down. And as we've seen with that Green Bay Packers off uh, defense, they can't stop the run. So this could be a good week to get David Montgomery back in your lineup, even though the Bears offense, well, is not very good. Montgomery should be at least able to be a, uh, a, a high-volume uh, RB2 uh, against the Packers. Uh, Kenny Stills with a quad injury has been ruled out against the Lions. Uh, that's, uh, of course, not uh, he's not much of a, a starter there, but he does play uh, some in the three wide receiver sets. That pumps uh, bumps Kiki Kute up into those three wide receiver sets. So uh, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks should uh, get uh, plenty of run in that game uh, because Randall Cobb also placed on injured reserve with a toe injury for the Houston Texans. So really it's Kute Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, uh, if you're looking at maybe a, a DFS-type uh, stack there, you can probably get, I'm um, assuming, Kute pretty cheaply uh, on something like that. But uh, um, John Brown with the Buffalo Bills with the ankle injury did not practice on Wednesday. This has been an ongoing issue for him all season long. Um, you know, they're coming back off of a bye. They practiced Monday, and he did not uh, did not practice uh, so keep an eye on that situation because uh, he is a uh, he is much targeted in that offense when he actually does play. Um, looks like uh, Sam Darnold was limited today at practice. Uh, Adam Gase said uh, he expected Darnold to do quite a bit. Um, he may uh, get a, ch- a chance to uh, to start come back into the starting lineup this week, but he's playing the Dolphins. Um, not a great uh, defensive matchup for the uh, the, the uh, Jets, who've shown a little bit of offense under Joe Flacco, surprisingly. He's been a little more willing to go downfield than uh, Darnold has been. Uh, surprisingly, Darnold's been more of a check-down guy. Uh, Jamison Crowder not been nearly as effective the last couple of weeks with uh, w- with uh, Joe Flacco or with uh, without or with Flacco in the lineup and not Darnold. Um, that, that kind of, uh, if Darnold is back this week, uh, I think you can bump Crowder back up and maybe take away some of those downfield threats uh, because Flacco's been much more willing to go downfield. Uh, Zach Ertz back for yeah, the uh, for the Eagles this something week. Something of note, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not what he used to be, and I think Goddard's the number one tight end there, but that team's been struggling on offense so much. I mean, they need somebody. Back, yeah, and they are just, playing the Seahawks this week. Yeah. So. He's certainly a stabilizing force, I would think, for Wentz. Maybe give him a little more confidence. Yeah, it pushes Richard Rodgers off the field, which, <laughs> which is isn't, probably isn't thing. necessarily a bad thing. Julian Edelman still has not been cleared to practice. He is uh, eligible to return from IR, but uh, not ready to, to come back yet, and he may be done. I think he's done, too. Yeah. I mean, those slot guys take such a beating through his career. He had, what, one good game early in the year? I mean, he certainly is not a long-term answer. I know they're still trying to win and get in the playoffs and all that, but I'm not even sure he's that much of a help at this point. Brandon Allen is going to get the start yeah, I saw that. <laughs> for the Cincinnati Bengals at quarterback over Ryan Finley. And Allen, had he made three starts last year for the Broncos, completed 46% of his passes, had a 3-2 to touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, they're playing the Giants this week. Dude, pick up the Giants defense. Yeah, first of all, pick thing. up the Giants defense. Because I think they have a couple easy ones coming up. Secondly, downgrade the Bengals receivers. I don't know you can play anybody. I don't think you can anymore. play them. No. Yeah. And 
and this isn't really a fantasy note because it's obviously true for Finley too, but it's a it just screams like we said yesterday. I mean, Finley's not going to be in this league long. I mean, he, no. he's a miss. I mean, he's yeah. not an NFL player. And they're just and they realized that it, right yeah, now. yeah. They they just came to that realization, right? They're I telling mean, the world what they think, which leads me to like, why didn't you make? Why wasn't Allen your your uh, your guy? I mean, they signed he him. Should a, be your They signed him a few weeks two. ago. I get, I get Maybe it. He was, was yeah. So it's probably that, but it's kind of like Luton, Jake Luton too. Well, I mean, speaking like, of that, uh, right. the, the Jaguars have announced that Mike Glennon will start in Week Twelve against the Browns. At least he's an NFL quarterback, right? I don't know if that's true for Allen or not, but for Glennon. He's at least taken more than his share of snaps, and I think he'll be a lesser version of Flacco, you know. Right. You know, yeah. Which isn't. I kept waiting in that in game world. last week for for Glennon to start warming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, they they, they let Luton finish that game, and like he's not ready and isn't the answer. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen enough of that. I mean, I'm not the biggest Gardner Minshew fan, but Minshew gives him a chance to win. Right. You know what I mean? Which is it, weird it because him. he 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 practiced on a limited basis last week. Um, and they're still not ready to bring him back yet. They, he, they, mm. the, everything about that injury said that okay, it's going to be, you know, four weeks or so. Um, and he played the first two games with that thumb injury. Maybe they're rooting for Jets wins. If you that could be, my drift. yeah. <laughs> Minshew gives him a better chance to win. So. Yeah, right. Like we're fine trotting out Glennon or whoever and keeping Minshew on, under wraps and winning one game this year. Yeah, uh, Glennon, however, looks like a giraffe. He's he's the most giraffe looking person in the NFL. He's the Merton oh, the Merton Hanks of today's yeah. NFL. <laughs> he's every bit of six six and skinny. Yeah, and doesn't move well with a gangly. fourteen inches fourteen inches of neck. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't good even when he was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Thielen, NFL Network's Tom Pelissaro reports that Thielen tested positive, then negative for COVID nineteen. So tomorrow's okay. a big day tomorrow's for Thielen. Then, right? Yeah, he needs to test negative to, uh, tomorrow, and then maybe they'll they'll bring him back off of the uh, COVID nineteen list. Um, to me, that has a big huge. ripple effect on Cook, Cousins, Jefferson, you know, right. all those guys. Like having him out there is key for them. You know that Jefferson's great, but he benefits from Thielen. Yeah, there's there. not a doubt in my Certainly mind about Cousins that. Benefits. Um, yeah, I, so that would be that would be a huge one. Keep an eye on that. Um, the uh, Jets put uh, Lamichael P. Ryan on injured reserve with that high ankle sprain. It's the Frank Gore show again, baby. He just Is won't he go away. Relevant? I mean, the running back situation's so bad. He's going to touch the ball fifteen times. He is, and he'll probably score a couple touchdowns the rest of the way. <laughs> it's bad if you're starting him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but man, I mean. Actually, the running back situation across the league is is so bad, but it's getting a little better. You know, like there's a couple guys are at least coming back, and we're getting through the buys. I would hope you can do better than Frank Gore. I would certainly hope that. Yeah, but there was a week or two I would kill for Frank Gore. This week. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, stuff like that, uh, the the uh, 49ers designated both Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert for return. Now. Mm. That doesn't mean that they play this week. No, right, right, right. I think Gaskin's in that situation. Gaskin's is the same. He practiced today as well. Yeah. Um, that starts the window for them. Okay. The, the 21 day the, the, window. The picker starts. Yeah. Now, they maybe were both, you, both of those guys out. were ankle injuries, mm-hmm. as Gaskin was a knee. Um, running backs with a, with a leg issue or an Not ankle well. issue probably didn't do a lot of running over the last mm-hmm. you know three weeks or four weeks well however long they were on that list so they need to kind of some time to kind of get back up to speed and play 60 snaps or whatever yeah right and i would think i mean you're trying to win i mean 
Mostert you activate, and maybe Wilson you keep on ice for another week in case you have a running back injury and you get him back sooner. I mean, you know what I mean? But if Mostert's if Mostert's active, I'm playing him. Right. I don't know yeah. this would be his biggest workload, but I'm playing him. Yeah, he's. I mean, he can always bust off an 80-yard. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, I that's, mean, that's what he does. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And they, they, they're going to run the ball well enough, and that scheme helps him a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I like Mostert. Um, the Titans, this is, uh, again, not a fantasy player, but certainly affects the, what they what they do. Um, they placed a left tackle, Ty Braille on injured reserve. The backup of the backup. The backup, right, right. yeah. The Tease Taylor, the one's backup. Uh, he protects Ryan Tannehill's backside, and now it's David Quisenberry at left tackle. He's tack- more of a guard too, right? That, He's an interior guy, out there, right? Um, He's played a little, but wow. And we mentioned the Colts. I mean, it sounds like they'll be without Buckner, but their edge guys are pretty good, and the defense yeah. in general are pretty good. It doesn't help Henry. That doesn't help Tannehill. Their tackles are bad in Tennessee. All of a sudden, yeah. Um, <laughs> The Jaguars place kicker Chase McLaughlin on the reserve COVID nineteen list. Uh, they've they've gone through like seven kickers I think this year. More, <laughs> I really do. It, it's bonkers. I mean, they just can't find a kicker. No, and I know this isn't what we talk about in the fantasy segment. This ship has sailed. But when Boz was really struggling that year, we said a lot on the drive. You really want to be patient because there's twenty kickers in the in the world. Maybe there's twenty two, but there's. 10, 8 teams that are constantly searching. And when you get in that carousel, it's bad news, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's almost why the Titans have held on to Guskowski this right, year. Right, right. You don't want like to be. There's just nobody there. At least he's a track record. Yeah. I mean, it, hope he comes out of it. Yeah, yeah, hope he comes out of it. But they'll probably be in the market in the offseason. But there's not a bunch of them sitting on their couches just to dial up like you yeah. think. Um, finally, uh, Pete Carroll said that Rashad Penny, uh, with the knee, uh, he's been on the pup list, could resume practice next week. Hmm. Kind of forgot all about him. Yeah, I wow. mean they could have used him the last few yeah, weeks. I mean, then, right? yeah, the opportunity was there. I think by then, though, I mean Carson should be back unless yeah, unless this turns so into far. a mixing thing with with Carson. So, but they're a contender. I mean, they, right? You would think that they bring him back sooner rather than later, but that you wonder then if it if it kind of crowds up the backfield. Yeah, so it doesn't help anybody. Yeah, in the end, I mean, because he's going to be active. I would think first round pick. He's been a bust, but I mean, they he's like had him. some games. Right, right. I mean, know. he's not a total bust. Right. right. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's maybe they, they make him the third down back. Do they? Right, what right. do they do? Because Carson's not great catching the football. I mean, even if Carson's out, boy, that hurts Hyde. Yeah. Hyde was a starter then. I mean, he was a fantasy asset. He was getting a lot of playing time. Right. And that would definitely cut into his contributions. Yeah, for sure. So that is the fantasy huh. football focus uh, for today. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. We're going to take another break. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, we, we touched on this real quickly in the uh, fantasy segment, but uh, if the Ravens did happen to get Brandon Williams back for this game, um, that doesn't move the needle for me at all. No, uh, no. As you, uh, as you text player. me, the, 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 the Steelers have averaged 43.4 pass attempts over the last uh, five games. Yeah, it's a big number. That's a big number. Brandon right. Williams, when they go to, when the Steelers go to their three and four wide receiver sets, is not going to be on the field. No, he's not, he's not a pass rusher. Package, no. package. He's not sub-package defense. I, I mean, mean if, they're, if they do play Brandon Williams in those, in those packages, it's because they don't have anybody else. Well, if it's by default, yeah. yes. But he's not going to whip Pouncey into Castro and get to the, the quarterback. Get to the quarterback. No, he's lumbering he back there. Boom, boom, right, you know. right. He's just not going to get to the quarterback. I mean, folks, this is why the Steelers don't have a Hampton. That's why this is a dying breed. Because yeah. there's many teams that they just don't see the field. And yeah. they're important. In, they're situationally important. Absolutely. If you, you know? don't have right, one right. in those situations. You can exploit it. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to be weak at nose if you play the Ravens or the Titans or a team like right. that because they'll put you in heavy personnel and and run it at you. But uh, I mean, Steelers aren't going to do that. Uh, I mean, Calais Campbell would be a much better, bigger impact player than because he, he stays on the field all the time. The Steelers are going to do what they had success with the last time these two teams played, and mm-hmm. that was to go to that spread package, and empty backfield. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger was eighteen for twenty. For two touchdowns out of that spread package in that against, game. against the Ravens the last wow. summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they? I would do that the whole game. Right. Why Certainly, would you do anything else? It's, it's getting your best people on the field. It plays to Ben's strengths. Um, you mentioned you know, how much he's thrown. They've only allowed five sacks or two sacks in those five games. Yeah, he's so, gone out like 150 pass attempts without being sacked. Without being sacked. And two, two sacks in five games while averaging like 40. I get it. I mean, you played the Jaguars, you played the, the Bengals. Oh, sure. You know, sure. But, but you're still throwing the ball a lot. Yeah. And, and somebody, somebody slips, somebody, you know, whatever. Sure. It, it can happen. And it's not like he hasn't thrown deep in those games. No. He's no. taking shots. He's taking shots, right. And intermediate throws and. Um, I know people are down on the line a little bit because they're not running the ball enough, so it has to be the line's fault. I don't think people realize how well the protection's been been going. Absolutely, too. It's yeah, humongous. Yeah, the protection. I mean, you can't do this. Um, you know, if if guys are getting whipped at the line of scrimmage, you, right, you know, if, right. if you're playing, I don't care if you're getting rid of the ball in two seconds or not. That's plenty of time for Aaron Donald to get to the quarterback. Yeah, right. You still yeah. better be competent. Right, yeah, right, and. Obviously, Ben's been great at recognizing pressure and buying time when he has to and throwing on time. Those things aren't easy. I mean, yeah. that's what the big problems you watch. I, I, I look back guys, in the know? game against the Bengals, and he was holding the ball for more than two and a half seconds that was on average in a game. Right, yeah, right. Because they were taking away the short stuff, and they mm-hmm. said, okay, try to try to beat us with this intermediate stuff, and he did it. And he did it. He did yeah. it. I thought that was really encouraging. I know his deep ball numbers aren't great. Better than Brady's right now. Oh, man, he's struggling. Brady hasn't hit a deep ball in a month. Brady looks done. <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, Brady looks done to me. And kind of like a lot of us thought in the offseason, Arians' offense and Brady. They don't are, match. Oil and water, they don't match. And, and Arians is being very stubborn about it and keeping it a Jameis Winston like offense. And You don't have the quarterback to do it. No, it's, it's, if you're going to, they, they should have made the agreement. And, I, and some people reported they did. Okay, I'll sign with Tampa, but we're going to run a Patriots like Edelman type offense. We're not going to drive the ball down the field. And they've got they they had that five, that little five yard pass to Antonio Brown Monday night anytime they wanted it. Yeah, right, right. Anytime they wanted it, and they, he kept chucking the ball deep. What would and he can't hit it? 
What would McDaniel's, Belichick, and Brady done together with that? They would have thrown it to him a million times. He would, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. And he would have got eight yards a pop. Or, you know, if, if, the, if, the, if the other team adjusts, you got Godwin who can do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's question. pretty good, too. And they've been using Evans out of the slot, which isn't really what he does. You know, like, I don't know. They're, they're kind of not broken. They're too talented to be broken. The Eagles are broken. You know, yeah. like, but they're not maximizing. This is a big the, game for them this weekend against the Chiefs. They oh, yeah. I mean, if you start looking at the at the playoff races um, in, in in both both conferences, yeah, they probably get into the playoffs because probably, everybody else these stinks, weeks. right? Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, they've lost twice to the Saints. It kind of reminds me of Steelers Ravens, even though they're not playing each other. If Tampa loses this week, which they highly likely will to Kansas City, not that it's guaranteed, they can't win the the South. Basically, you get that would be their fifth loss. They would fall to seven and five, mm-hmm. and you say, "Well, they're still in the playoffs." Great, that, okay, probably right. But now you start looking at you, you've with five losses, um, you've you've put the Vikings still in play. Yes, you've put the Lions still in play. <laughs> Which is remarkable. You, you, you keep the 49ers alive. Yeah, I say the Niners are still in it too. You know, so and the Bears. And the other thing is too, like okay, in that conference, it's especially important because the NFC East or NFC East exists. Being the number one wild card team is great. Absolutely, it is great. Yeah. I mean, you're favored for sure playing the NFC East team. So now, if you're the six or seven seed. You're going to Green Bay or Seattle Rams or Los Angeles, or, right, yeah. Right, right. As you you to, just saw what happened against the Rams, right? You Otherwise, know. you might get the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big, that's a oh, huge, huge, huge difference. Huge, yeah. Huge. So now you can look at it and say, well, then you got to go play the Saints again if you win, but right. But then you've already won a playoff game, right? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? that's that's a nice you take you take your chances. Right. I mean, you got to win the first one first. Sure. Second round of the playoffs yeah, is never going to be easy. Getting no the what. getting the Giants or Cowboys in the front, like. Okay. Right, right, right. You know. And meanwhile, we broke this down really well yesterday. Washington Dallas has massive playoff implications. Without a doubt. On Thursday. Yeah. I mean, everyone's Without like, boy, what a terrible game. And it's not a great game, but both those teams with Dalton and Alex Smith, I mean, they're professional quarterbacks of one games in this league. They're both playing better. I mean, I'm not saying it should be a good, uh, you know, should have playoff implications, but it does. It'll be a close game. It'll be a close game. Whoever wins that has a really good chance to win the East. Yeah, I mean, it's much different in in the AFC where you've still got, I mean, right now you've got, what, eight teams fighting for For, for seven, hopefully seven. Uh, Well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine teams at six and four are better. Yeah, with the Ravens being the eight seed right now. That's why this game is so huge for Baltimore. Yeah, maybe they can win their final uh, five games and get to eleven and five. Maybe, but somebody at ten and six is getting left out in the AFC. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, nine's not going to do it. Nine's definitely not. Gonna nine's do definitely it. not going to do it in the AFC. Right. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. And you mentioned you know, Miami's playing the Jets this week, and yeah, know, Miami's going to Miami. So Miami wins, they get to seven and four. Mm-hmm. Um, Browns have an easy schedule. Yeah, the Browns play. The, the Browns play. Jacksonville. Yeah, they yeah. win that one. They're eight and three. They're eight and three. Like the Browns, I think are going to the playoffs, folks. I mean, they're in second place in the division. But the Browns still have games left against Baltimore, right? And Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh. But I think their other ones are pretty easy. Yeah, from what I remember. But they could lose to anybody. They I mean, could lose to anybody. But even so, okay. So let's say they lose to this. Let's say the game against the Steelers matters at the end, and they mm-hmm. lose. They lose to Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Okay, that still only gives them five losses. Right, That's right. eleven and five. They have a very good chance to be ten and six. Yeah. I mean Buffalo seven three. Buffalo's going to win their division. Yeah, that's right. They got a one game lead over Miami right now, but mm-hmm. they're probably going to win that division. 
Tennessee sitting there at seven and three, as is Indianapolis. The loser of that game this week goes to, has four losses now, yeah, seven and trouble. four. Right, you're in trouble. Right, you get the six losses, you're done. Yeah, that's, that's the way you got to look at it. I mean, five losses doesn't promise you get in either. I mean, yeah, like it's, you said, it's, that that's even with seven teams going, there could be eight teams with double digit wins in the AFC. Half the half of the AFC could have double digit wins. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess it helps when the Jets and Jags combine for the one. The bad teams are really bad. Like the three worst teams are all in the AFC now. You know, like since he didn't used to be that group, but they're not going to win another game. Yeah, you know, and the Jags and Jets are going to combine for one win, so you get to play them twice or at least one. You know, that, that helps. And I, you know, the, the people talking about the Steelers' schedule, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've beaten Cleveland, they've beaten Tennessee, they've beaten uh, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, Kansas City's in the same boat. Kansas City's beaten three teams with a winning record. Uh, football outsiders put out their, you know, how we like their their DVOA stuff. Before right. Before last week, so I haven't seen it since, but they put an article on ESPN, and they ranked all the schedules to that point and right. then how hard they are from that point on. Well, Steelers were 32nd. They had the easiest schedule to that point. Kansas City was 31. Right. <laughs> you know so let's I mean? not like, pretend that Kansas right, right, right. City's 9-1 and one record is somehow better than the Steelers' 10-0 and 0 record. And they lost to one of the good teams they played. Right. You know, it, right. I mean, so, I, I mean, I think that's something you have to recognize. I mean, and the Steelers have gotten fortunate in that they're not going to play Burrow a second time. They didn't play Dak. I know it doesn't sound like much, but not playing Minshew and Locke is something. Well, they played Locke. They knocked him I out. I guess they did Locke and <laughs> knock him out, right. But, I mean, there's been some starting quarterbacks they've got to avoid. But still, at 16 games. They still have to play. they got to play Lamar twice. Mm-hmm. They played Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's not like they've they've gotten through this. With, well, they haven't played anybody, That's, which is what you hear. Well, they're, yeah, they're, right. they're a product of their schedule. Well, why aren't the Chiefs a product of their schedule then? Exactly. That's my point with that, too, is the Chiefs have had it just as easy, basically, you know, their two games against the Raiders aren't as hard as two games against the, the Ravens. No. And the Browns are decent. You know what I mean? Um, and no and the, one and ever the Chargers, says— And the Chargers and Broncos stink. Like I would love someone to say, man, the Jags are 1-9 and nine, or the Jets are 0-10. They play 10, a really tough schedule. Oh boy, their schedule's been so <laughs> tough. Well, they They're to, way better than that. That's the other part of the equation on that. Okay, this— the Steelers and Chiefs are good teams. There's oh, no ifs or buts. Yeah. But they don't get to play. They don't play each other this year. Mm. They're not on the same schedule. Right. They so both if you're, weren't first if you're, teams, right? if you're a, a good team in your division and the rest of your division stinks, you don't play yourself. You don't play yourself, right. It so obviously your right. schedule's not going to be as difficult as the other teams in your division because right. you don't play yourself. I, I mean, twice. This is a Patriot <laughs> conversation because they always would come out, Patriots have the easiest schedule in the league. Well, six of their games were against... AFC East teams not named New England. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, We're essentially against the Bengals, Jaguars, and Jets. Right. Like, if the Jets can take two games off their schedule that were against New England and play themselves, they would have an easy schedule, too. Right. right? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I, the, whole, their fault. the whole schedule thing just drives me crazy. Like, it oh, does. It's, it's not like college football. You know, BYU right now is getting killed in the, in the, in the college football standings. Because they're played a just a ridiculously easy schedule, mm-hmm. and despite they're, you know they're unbeaten, but they're fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Well, they they played a bunch of you know just bad football teams. They made that schedule. Now some of it's been COVID related. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, this but year's weird. But yeah, right. I mean that's it is what it is. I mm-hmm. I get it. Right, right, right. NFL teams, you're playing an NFL team every week. You're playing it, and any te- I mean th- these bottom teams. Have the Jaguars showed. beat the Colts. 
in week one. And they gave the Packers all they could have right. you know, two weeks That's ago. That's all we heard two weeks ago. Oh, right, right. Or three weeks ago. The Bengals, they're really playing better. They're, they're good. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers just smoked them. And I keep the Jaguars, they're really too. playing better. They're, they're playing these teams tough. Steelers smoked them. Yeah, yeah. And I keep stressing this, too. I mean, again, those three garbage teams aside, Denver, Houston, Washington, Giants, Dallas, there's probably even a couple more that are – bottom feeders, but they're playing well now. Yeah. You know, like, just because they stunk, or we thought they stunk in October and September, you get better. And we, Andy Dalton comes in. We and, talked you know. about it when the Steelers played the Texans. Like, okay, the Texans, they play, they play the Chiefs, Ravens, and Steelers in the first three weeks mm-hmm. of the season. They're not a bad football they're team. They're not a bad football team, right. But you lose those first three games and things start to spiral a little bit on you. Coach sure. gets fired and, you know, and stuff like that. very competitive since. Yeah. And the Steelers' win over the Texans, to me, looks better now than it did then. Like, that's not a bad team. Yeah. Or even their win over Dallas. I know that they had a replacement quarterback, but I felt like that game Dallas started to turn the corner of, hey, we have some guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean? is, this is ridiculous. We, right, right, enough right. is enough. Let's get our, our act together. They didn't turn the ball over at a ridiculous rate like they did early in the year. Yeah. And things like that. I mean, there's other reasons. Well, even Den- I mean, Denver's plays. been competitive across the board pretty much. Denver can hang with anyone. Yeah. I mean, they're not great. Their defense is good enough to, I mean, they scheme things up well. No, they made Miami look really bad. Yeah. You know, right. So I, I don't want to hear the, that mm. kind of, like, schedule's a schedule. Schedule's a schedule. We've known the schedule all along. It hasn't changed. Well, it has changed, mm-hmm. but that's. I mean, since we've been doing the drive over the last couple of years, there's been several years the Steelers have one of the toughest schedules in the league, and nobody wants to hear it when you end up right nine and seven and the seven seed and only six of them. Twenty eighteen, they play. They ran the gauntlet yeah. uh, of quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Like they played Brady, they played Breeze. They, I mean, on the, right. Newton, the, all of them. Right, right, right. They played like seven former MVPs. Yeah, yeah. You know, or guys who've been. You know, so the cream of the crop. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Uh, and, and yeah, and nobody wants to hear it when you're the seven seed two years in a row and don't quite get in, but you had a murderer's row or didn't have your starting quarterback. Yeah. Nobody cares about you're that. Just in you survival know. mode in those games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but certainly uh, this year, uh, I, that's why I'm, I'm going to be interested to watch that. Well, I won't get to watch it now. The Tampa Bay Kansas City game. Oh, I guess you won't. Right? Um, I, I'll be writing at that point, but uh, certainly it'd be a game that will be on in the background as I write because that one has huge playoff implications, yeah. not only in the AFC but in the NFC as well. Right, and Steeler fans, you got to start rooting against the Chiefs if you're not already. Yeah, they sure. need that's the, that's enemy number one right yeah. now. Tag, yeah, don't worry about everybody else. Right, worry about what the Chiefs are doing if you want. To, they again, can stumble one more time. Only one bye. Only one buy, and it's big. I mean, I think you, yeah. you home field advantage doesn't really matter as much this year, but that buy is huge. I think it's gigantic. You yeah. play one less game and you rest. Yeah, one Especially less a team like Steelers that has such an early buy. Yeah, one less chance for guys to get hurt. Right, we're a chance right, right, for guys right. to get healed up. Right, whichever way you look at it. All those questionable guys start to play for you, and you know, all the old men on the team feel a little, little better. A little more spry. Yeah, after, yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a final break. We'll be back to finish up the show All right. right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lawley here with Matt Williamson. Uh, always love the Guns N' Roses intro oh, there. One of my faves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt, you sent me this uh, earlier in the week, and uh, of course I read it as well. Uh, but the Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talked about the Steelers 10 and 0 record in the previous segment, and he went through and ranked every team that had gotten to 10 and 0. Yeah, since they've basically been doing this. Yeah, and Football Outsiders been around a long time, so this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know the people arguing that the Steelers are the worst ten and O team in the history of the NFL. <laughs> right, no, right, right. somebody did a study on it. Somebody right. did a study on more it. more than we do. Right. So the worst ten and O team, like there's that's some kind of mm-hmm. you know bad thing. Sure, a um, girl at the beauty pageant. You know, yeah. Um, the Steelers actually, uh, the, or actually the the Forty ers in 1990 uh, okay. started ten and O, lost in Week 11 to the Rams. 28-17. The Rams were three and seven, by the way, at the time. Ooh, ouch! They lost that game. Uh, the, he has them as the, their DVOA through ten games was twenty one point six, which was seventh in the league. Yeah, imagine that. Like if how, if you're sitting there listening to Football Outsiders, who we like, and your Steelers are ten and zero, and they're seventh yeah. <laughs> DVOA. Like whoa! That 49ers team finished fourteen and two, lost in the NFC Championship. Their DVOA they finished uh, seventh, which, mm, okay. which is where they were when they lost that game. The 2011 Green Bay Packers. They went 15 and one that year. Wow. Uh, lost in a divisional round, so they lost their first playoff game. They gave up. They're the team that gave up the most passing yards in NFL history. Wow. Their I think D- Seattle's on pace to beat that this yeah. year. By the way, uh, at the time, uh, their DVOA through 10 games was 26.7. That was second. Uh, their first loss came in Game 14 against Kansas City, which was five and eight at so the they time. Were 13 and 0 at one yeah. point. Wow. Um, Lost to a five and eight Chiefs team, went fifteen and one, got knocked out in the divisional round. Hmm. Uh, just not a good. Yeah, right, offensively right. they were a juggernaut. Defensively they were not good. Right. Wow. Number twelve, the two thousand fifteen Panthers. We know they went fifteen and one because they went to the Super Bowl yeah, that, that year. Lost MVP year. Lost in the Super Bowl. Their DVOA was twenty seven point three. That was fourth in the league at that time. Uh, they lost in Week fifteen to the Falcons, who were seven and wow. seven. Fourteen and zero at one point. Yeah. Uh, lost in the Super Bowl, uh, were fourth overall in DVOA at twenty five point five. From what I remember, there was a lot of complaining that year. They're playing the easiest schedule in the league. Yeah, you know, right. Fifteen and one. Yeah. Two thousand eight, the uh, Tennessee Titans. Their first loss came in Week Eleven. Uh, they were tw- uh, had their DVOA at the time uh, was twenty seven point six. That was second in the league. Okay. They lost to the Jets, who were seven and three. They lost thirty four thirteen. Who? Unbeaten team lost 34-13 in week uh, in week 11. They finished 13 and 3 and again lost in the divisional round uh that year. Their DVOA finished up at uh, 24.2. We haven't had a Super Bowl champ yet. No. <laughs> Just FYI folks, right. Uh the Steelers right now uh, are 10 and 0. Their DVOA is 27.8. Does that make them 10th on the list is that where we're at? They're number 10 on the okay. list, yeah. Uh, their their DVO rate right now is third in the league, mm-hmm. so they're not a bad football team. Folks. No, 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 right. Without question. Um, we'll see where that goes. Number nine is the uh, 2009 New Orleans Saints. Uh, they their first loss came in week 14. Uh, their DVOA at the time through 10 games was 33.2, which was third in the league at that time. They lost to the Cowboys 24-17. The Cowboys were eight and five that year. Hmm. They kind of fell apart after that loss, though. Oh, really? They finished thirteen and three, but they won the Super Bowl. Oh, that's the breeze. Their DVOA was twenty five point two, 
which was sixth overall. I remind people that the Steelers' DVOA through the fir- their first 10 games is 27.3. Okay. Uh, again, that Saints team finished sixth in DVOA at 25.2. If you remember, not a great defensive team, but they took the ball away. No, I do remember that. That was yeah. a very opportunistic defense, and Breeze was at the height of his power. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 2015 Patriots are number eight. They started the season 10-0. and Their DVOA was 33.7, which was first. Hmm. Uh, they lost to an eight and two Broncos team with Peyton Manning. Ah, okay, that was a battle. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, thirty to twenty four. Biggest game of the year, obviously. They kind of fell apart. Did they? They uh, went twelve. They finished twelve and four after a ten and 0, or yeah, wow. ten and zero start. Imagine the Steelers end up twelve and four. People would be disappointed. Right, right. Their DVOA. They lost in the AFC Championship uh, game. They're, they finished sixth in DVOA at twenty two point six. Hmm. Wow. So they kind of regressed a little bit. I would might put the Steelers. I know their DVOA right now is better, mm-hmm. but I think the Steelers are going to finish better in twelve and four. Right? Yeah, oh, I hundred percent think so. Um, the two thousand and five Colts, who the Steelers beat in the playoffs that year. Okay. Uh, their DVOA. They started thirteen and zero. Wow. Lost in week fourteen to the Chargers. Uh, their DVOA through ten games was thirty five point four. That was first in the league. I say that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Yeah. Um, but I guess people ahead of them are pretty darn good. Yeah, too. Uh, lost to that Chargers team that was eight and five. They finished fourteen and two. Lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Steelers. They mm. finished their DVOA overall for the year was thirty three point four. You'd remember this better than me, but were the Steelers big dogs in that game? They oh yeah, because the, the, the Colts had smoked them out there. Okay, uh, in, uh, just a few weeks before one of their when they were falling to uh, seven mm-hmm. and five, one of those losses came right before the Bengals loss. Was That's to the, the Ben shoestring tackle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think they lost twenty-eight to seven out there, if I remember correctly. Wow, uh, yeah, to a powerhouse team. I mean, the Colts. The Colts, were yeah, strong, the Colts yeah. were rolling right along, and the Steelers turned the tables on them in the playoffs. Hmm. Um, so that was uh, that was seventh. The two thousand nine Colts uh, are the number six team. They had a thirty-six point one DVOA. That's that was second at the time. Um, their first loss came in week fifteen to a seven and seven Jets team. They lost that game twenty-nine fifteen. Uh, they finished fourteen and two, lost the Super Bowl. Okay, they lost the Saints, right? DVOA, they finished seventeen or seventeen uh, down from thirty six point one, so they did not play well down the stretch. No, apparently, DVOA, not. they finished eighth, but they wow. won this. They lost the Super Bowl. Lost they got the there. Uh, the the nineteen ninety Giants uh, through the first ten games, they had a forty one point two DVOA. That That's was first in the league. Right. That's a big number. Lost in week 11, 31-13 to the Eagles, who hmm. were six and four. Uh, their final results: They went thirteen and three and won the Super Bowl with a thirty point eight DVOA. Seeing a little trend that a couple of these teams lose a few after that first one. Right, you know, like you you get into the you know at least the week ten or later or week eleven or later, and a lot of these teams are thirteen and three, twelve and four. Right, you know, like it's difficult it's, to go. It's not over yet, yeah. folks. Right, nineteen ninety eight Broncos. Uh, through through the first ten games, their DVOA was forty four point nine. That's a big one. That's yeah. that's a huge number. I assume that was first. Uh, first loss came in week fourteen, a uh, game fourteen, I should say, uh, twenty to sixteen to the five and eight Giants. Mm. Uh, they went fourteen and two, won the Super Bowl with a thirty two point six DVOA. Again, the Steelers aren't far off from that kind of DVOA. No, right, right, right. Uh, number three, the eighty five Bears. Everybody wow. loves to talk about that team. Their DVOA through ten games. Fifty three point two. Games weren't even close. When they First loss game. came in, of course, to the Dolphins Marino, in, yeah. in uh, the eight and four Dolphins, thirty eight twenty four in week thirteen. Game thirteen, they went fifteen and won the super. Fifteen and one won the Super Bowl. 
DVOA of 52.5. Wow, wow. That Dolphins team was good from what I remember, yeah. too, though. Yeah. Right. Monday night, I Thought think. that that might be a Super Bowl rematch. Right, right. Yeah. And Miami didn't get there, but still, wow. The number two team is the 1991. I that Bears defense for fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 1991 Giants. Or, I'm sorry, 1991 uh, Washington football team. Oh, okay. Can't call them. Well, they the were then, though. Um, through 10 games, their DVOA was 61.8. <laughs> wow. They lost in week tw- game number 12 to the Cowboys, 24-21, a 6-5 and Cowboys team. They went 14-2 and and won the Super Bowl with a 56.9 DVOA. Is that the strike year? 91. So you're a graduate high school. It doesn't help. I don't it doesn't believe, ring any bells. I don't believe that was. No, okay. was 80, say that might be an asterisk. 82 and 87. 82 and 87. Okay. Yeah, um, it's definitely in the 80s, right. And the number one team in DVOA, uh, the number one unbeaten 10-0 and team, the 2007 Patriots. Yeah, I could see that. Their DVOA through 10 games was 75.8. Their games weren't even close. Yeah. Uh, their first loss came, of course, in the Super Bowl, 17-14 right, right. to the Giants, so they won the th- who were 13-6. and six. Uh, Went 16-0, and 0, lost the Super Bowl. They, had a, they finished with a 53.4 DVOA. So they Which had to be first. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So, again, I, you know. If That's you, as good a team as I've seen. Yeah. If you, you know look I mean? at, you know, again, the, the overall DVOA for the Steelers uh, this year. Um, they're third right now. They're third right now. Right now, New Orleans is number one at 39.0. Their defense is really picking up. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay somehow is still they second. They love Tampa Bay in their system. 29.9. The Steelers right. are right there at uh, 27.4. Kansas City is at 24.1. Hmm. Are they fourth? They're fourth. Okay. So the the idea that somehow Kansas City is this unbeatable juggernaut. No, I don't think they it's are. It's not the case. I mean, right. can, uh, Indianapolis, there's as much of a dis- difference between Indianapolis and DVOA in Kansas City as there is between Kansas City and the Steelers. Really? Okay. Indianapolis is at 19.3. Kansas City's at 24.1. The Steelers are at 27.4. And no one considers the Colts a juggernaut or, you know, right. in that exact league. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And Steelers are having a, a whale of a year. And I heard a stat today that didn't shock me, but was a wow stat for me is if you do turnovers plus sacks, which are all. Monster Very plays. meaningful plays, yeah. Very meaningful plays. Steelers' defense is number one in the league. And it's not close. And it's not close. Steelers' offense is also number one in the league. Like, wow. I mean, they don't right. allow two sacks in five you don't, games. You they don't turn, turn the ball. ball you don't give up big plays, and you don't uh, allow big plays right. against you. Yeah. Or you I mean, make big plays, and you don't big allow plays yeah. like crazy. I mean, this league has become a big play league. And sacks kill drives. Turnovers kill drives and give them the ball in great and, and field And really, if you look at Roethlisberger's turnovers, he's had five interceptions this year. Two of them were end-of-half things. That mm-hmm. are, the one in Tennessee, they needed they needed yardage to get into field goal range. Yeah. The one the one last week against the Jaguars was just a bad decision by him. I think it was his fault. I mean, he, yeah. he should have Ta- you know, folded them instead of you know. Yeah, you could kick, in, you could right? not do anything there and kick the field goal and, right. and get out of there with three that points. That was a bad turnover. Yeah, to me. but it didn't. It wasn't like oh no, they're going to lose. Right. <laughs> so I mean, uh, of, of how many the, come off tip balls? A couple, right? 
one on tip balls against Tennessee. Okay. Um, you know, so I know he gets a lot of balls tipped, but it's hard to blame a guy for a tip ball interception right. too. So I mean, honestly, if you look at the turnovers that he has had this year, only three of them are real meaningful. Bad ones, right? Yeah. And I'm sure he's gotten lucky like every quarterback. And sure, had an that's all part of it. Right, but right, right. There right. haven't been a rash of. I mean, I, I know you used to bring that up all the time on the show. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's this, near interceptions. Yeah, the near right, he's, right, right. he leads the league in you know near interceptions. That hasn't been the case. This I year. don't think it's. I can't remember many. Yeah, yeah they, they like, just don't push. If you don't push the ball down the field as much, you're not going to have. And he's been very accurate. Yeah, you know, it's not like he threw behind a guy and it comes up in the air or you know. Or some of these quarterbacks we've been watching lately, they just airmail their, you know, like the the Jags, yeah. throw it throw it high. And Brady like, threw some balls on uh, oh. Monday night that were just, oh my god. Yeah, you miss high, you're going to get picked off. Yeah, a lot. you miss high, you're in trouble. <laughs> right, right. Uh, if you're interested, the Baltimore Ravens are down to uh, eighth in DVOA right. right now. They were the number one team just a few weeks ago. Yeah, it wasn't long ago. And now they're at fifteen point two. They have not played well. No, both since sides that Steeler game. Issue. Yeah, both sides of the ball have been an issue for them. They have a lot of things I'm not sure they can fix on offense. And it's not, boy, that style of play can't ever win in here. They just have personnel issues. Fundamental issues, issues, yeah. I mean, they don't block and they don't catch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They're still, they want to run that offense Mm -hmm. without the guys to do it with. Right, right. And people have caught up and there's some scheme things going against them too. And that doesn't dismiss Lamar's play. He hasn't played nearly as well as last year, but... There, there's some things that they're missing that they're not going to get. I mean, Des Bryant's not going to turn into your eight-catch-a-guy route runner. Right. You know? And the one thing that I look at here, if you look at the Steelers across the board, um, the offense is 17th in DVOA. Okay. Um, it should, I would think it would be higher than that given their scoring. Yeah. You know, and the, I mean, if you're scoring – They're low in yards per play. I'm not sure if – I don't know how they derive their football outside yeah. of DVOA numbers, but that's one thing that's – not but the, the third downs are converting. The, all yeah, that stuff right, right, right. is is, is good. Not turning the ball over. Right. Not turning the football right. over. Defense is number one. Is it one? Minus 24.6, which yeah. is pretty good. It makes a lot of sense. And it's, that's right where they were at last year. And then the special teams are eighth. Yeah. It's a good good group. Where's Baltimore special teams? Do you have that handy? Uh, yeah. They're second uh, okay. now at uh, I knew they're always 9.8. Yeah. They're, yeah. Always, they're always high on that one because sure. they don't miss any kick. <laughs> no, they're great on special teams. I mean, they yeah. stress it. They're really good at it, and they have great specialists. But offensively, their DVOA is down to 23rd. Wow. And wow. defensively, they're down to 7th. And I think their offense was one or two last year. Yeah. It was them in Kansas City and Dallas, they were the best offense. They were one, I believe, I think last they were probably year. one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it'd be interesting to watch. Yeah. 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 Right. It just doesn't not play well to what they want to do. Mm-mm. No, they're, they're swimming upstream right now. Yeah. That's going to do it for our show today. Yeah, we want to thank uh, Bob Labriola for stopping by, as he always does. Uh, of course, we want to thank uh, Matt uh, for uh, putting up with me for the last uh, two hours. And, of course, <laughs> Jacob uh, here on site for keeping us on the air. And we want to thank you. I'm Dale Lolly for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.